Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837, and FSP, dedicated to food service excellence. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of Love for each of us, if our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, today is the great feast of Pentecost, the feast that ranks with Christmas and Easter as the greatest of the church year. It is the feast of the Holy Spirit, the love between the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit that enlivens and animates the church, the Holy Spirit that is in your heart and in my heart. It's the feast of the church. Because we who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have received this Holy Spirit. And in the power of that Spirit, we now live. The scriptures for today are wonderful, and there's so much you could say about the Holy Spirit. You could talk, in fact, all during the church year about the Holy Spirit and never say enough. Listen now from the Acts of the Apostles, how the great day of Pentecost is described. When the day of Pentecost came, it found the brethren gathered in one place. Suddenly, from up in the sky, there came a noise like a strong driving wind, which was heard all through the house. Tongues as a fire appeared, which parted and came to rest on each of them. All were filled with the Holy Spirit. Those familiar symbols and signs, wind and flame, the great symbols of the Holy Spirit. Wind. You don't know quite where it comes from. You don't know quite where it's going. There's something unpredictable about the wind. So there is with the Holy Spirit. Christians, we can't control the Holy Spirit as though we've corralled him and we've made him our possession. There is something elusive, unpredictable, wonderfully so, about the Holy Spirit. When you hand your life over to God's Holy Spirit, you are not in control. And that's good news. You, remember that the Gospel says, the Spirit blows where He wills. The Spirit blows of His own accord. And when you hand your life over to the Holy Spirit, you are saying, my life is not about me. I'm now under the aegis of, in the control of, a power that I cannot manipulate. You have to pray, therefore, for the Holy Spirit. You have to pray. You have to ask. About a year ago, I heard Father Hesburgh, the former president of Notre Dame University, legendary Catholic churchman. He gave a homily to seminarians, and he talked about his own priesthood. He said the prayer of his priesthood, he's prayed it from beginning to end. He said a prayer for all seasons, a prayer for any occasion, whether you're rejoicing, whether you're sad, whether you're tempted. The great prayer is, Veni Sancte Spiritus, come Holy Spirit. He said, I prayed it every day of my priesthood, every day, many times a day, 
Veni Sancte Spiritus, come Holy Spirit. See, it's an acknowledgement that you're not in control. You must ask that this mighty wind of the Lord will blow in your life. What else about wind? It's powerful. It is powerful. I've seen wind knock over mighty trucks. I've been on many planes that are lifted up, these huge, heavy airplanes lifted up by the wind. I've seen tornado winds devastate entire villages and cities. Wind is powerful. So, the Holy Spirit, when you let it in your life, it'll do something powerful in you. It'll change you. It will uproot things in you. I think here of one of my heroes, St. Catherine Drexel. You know her story? She was the daughter of one of the wealthiest people in Philadelphia around the turn of the 20th century. She stood to inherit tens of millions of dollars, which by today's terms would be in the billions of dollars. But she had a religious awakening, a deep sense that there was something more to life than what money could buy. And so she went to the Pope, Pope Leo XIII. She knelt down before him. She said, Holy Father, there needs to be an order of religious in my country that will take care of the Native Americans and take care of the African Americans. The Pope turned to her. Of course, he didn't know her at all. He said, you found that order. Well, me? I'm not going to found the order. I, I'm just making a suggestion. I, I'll give them some of my money. No, said the Pope. You found that order. Well, she did. The Holy Spirit entered her life with power, uprooted things in her life, turned things around, and carried her where she had no idea she could possibly go. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Think of St. Francis of Assisi. It's a young man. He hears this voice from the crucifix. Francis, rebuild my church. He had no idea where the obedience to that little command would take him, but it took him to the founding of this religious order, which now covers the globe many centuries later. John Paul II, in Poland, in the early 1980s, during the time of martial law, in the midst of an oppressive situation, speaking the words of the gospel, speaking God's truth, unleashing the power of the Holy Spirit. And you know what it did? It toppled that government in Poland it toppled the governments in the Eastern Bloc, and in time it toppled the mighty Soviet Union. The Holy Spirit is wind, it's power. It can knock over the strongest things. It can lift the heaviest things if we but let it in our lives. A sound like a driving wind. How wonderful. That's how the church begins. The other great symbol, Tongues as of fire. Fire, fire. I'm a Chicagoan. We know about fire. The great fire of 1871 that devastated the city of Chicago. Acres and acres of territory, buildings destroyed, people killed. The mighty Chicago fire. Fire is destructive. But we also know in Chicago that the Chicago fire, as it were, cleansed, it cleared out the old city 
allowing the modern city of Chicago to be born. That's why our symbol is the phoenix, the bird that rises from its own ashes. So the Holy Spirit is like a cleansing fire. When you let the Holy Spirit in your life, He will burn things away in you. Christians, I found this over and over again. When people find themselves attracted to the life of the faith, they enter into prayer, the liturgy, they give themselves to God, and then they find things have to change in me. All is not well with me. God wants things changed. He wants to burn away my selfishness. He wants to burn away my self-regard. He wants to burn away my pride and my envy and my anger and my resentments. That has to burn away. That's what the Holy Spirit does in you when you allow Him into your life. But there's more to the symbol of fire. Fire is also illuminating especially for people of, of biblical times before electricity. Fire was, was light. It was illumination. It's how you could read or see at night. Lit up the way. So, when the Holy Spirit dwells in you, you understand this scripture. These are dead words unless and until the Holy Spirit lights up your mind and then the Bible comes to life. Paul tells us you cannot declare Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. That means unless and until the Holy Spirit is dwelling in you, you can't confess Jesus is Lord. You don't know who He is. But when that light comes into your mind, then you know. It's a cleansing fire. It's an illuminating light. But mind you, it's not just fire. Tongues as of fire, it says. Tongues. Speech. The first thing the disciples do upon receiving the Holy Spirit, they begin to talk. Yes, first among themselves, and their talk is fiery. Not mealy-mouthed mewing. The disciples proclaim that Jesus is Lord. They proclaim boldly the things of God. The Holy Spirit, Christians, lights your tongue on fire. That's what he does. And now you want to talk about Jesus. More to it, they don't just talk among themselves. They go out on one of the busiest days of the year in Jerusalem when it was filled with pilgrims and tourists and hangers-on from all over the place, they go out and in public they proclaim the Lordship of Jesus risen from the dead. You know, I've often said, the modern culture wants us to privatize our faith. That's what it wants. It's happy to tolerate our faith as long as we whisper it among ourselves, or keep it in the privacy of our hearts. That's not biblical. And Christians, that ain't of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit sends you out to public proclamation of Jesus, Lord, and risen from the dead. Your tongue will catch fire 
when you allow the Holy Spirit in your life. That's the point here. Pentecost is the birthday of the church. Because once the church has been equipped with the Holy Spirit, it's ready for mission. The early disciples, they'd seen the risen Lord. Yes, they were filled with that enthusiasm and that truth. But they weren't ready for their mission till this day. When that wind and that flame came into their lives. And now they were ready to proclaim. St. Paul says, the Spirit gives gifts. Every baptized person listening to me right now, you got a gift. Baptism is not an empty ritual. Not a harmless little symbol. Baptism is an immersion into the very being of Jesus. And that means it's the gift of the Holy Spirit. You, if you've been baptized, have been given some gift. For your own edification? No. For the upbuilding of the church. Well, what is it? Listen to St. Paul. You have to look in the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, and Paul lays out some of these gifts. To one might be given the expression of wisdom. Maybe that's your gift. We Christians are talkers. We're preachers, teachers, proclaimers, prophets, evangelists. Maybe you've been given the gift of wisdom. Say it, use it, speak it. Paul says to another, faith by the same spirit. Maybe your great gift is faith. Share it, share it. Right now there's somebody in your life who doesn't believe. Share with them your faith. To another, Paul says, gifts of healing from the same spirit. Maybe you've got a gift of healing, literally, or maybe in a psychological sense, spiritual sense. Find someone troubled. Maybe you have a gift of healing. The point is, Christians, when you let the wind and the flame of the Holy Spirit in your life, you have a gift in you. And the idea now is to share that with all you've got for the upbuilding of the body of Christ. That's the Spirit alive in you. And God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. Most interment arrangements at the 42 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries are made through a pre-need plan. Your thoughtful planning today is economically prudent and contributes to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Catholic Cemeteries counselors are available at your convenience. For more information, call 708-449-6100. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.